0: Welcome to the Nate and Doran podcast. We are professional videographers based in Vancouver, Canada, and we are here to talk about relevant topics within the video and media industry. I'm Nate and I run Nate Dixon Media.
1: And I am Doran, the videographer, sole entrepreneur offering video production services. Uh, today we're going to be exploring some interesting terminology within the video industry. Um, what do we mean, or what do people mean when they say professional, videographer, cinematographer? Um, I thought it, these terms would be very clear, but in my experience, they have they mean different things to different people within the industry and even to people outside. So I, I just thought it would be an interesting topic um, to discuss uh, with Nate. Um, so... I think the first one we should look at is what does professional mean? So what do you think qualifies a person to be professional, Nate?
0: Well, the first thing that I think the first qualifier would be, are you getting paid to do it? Are you professional Mm -hmm. to me means, are you making money or getting money out of whatever you're doing? So you could have, Mm -hmm. you know, the most expensive camera in the world. Um, you could have been doing it for 10 years, but if if you're not providing your services or goods in exchange for money, uh, I don't think you can call yourself a professional.
1: Right. See that that's where this gets interesting. Like somebody could be a, a hobbyist videographer and make like quality work. But I guess I guess that the distinction we need to make here is professional can mean quality, but it, like what we're referring to, I guess would be more professional in, in the sense of your profession, your career. right? So a career or a profession, you're, you're a professional videographer. that means you do this for your job. Mm-hmm. and you, you charge for your services because uh, it is of value right so i i would 100% agree with that i think that would stand out like a professional videographer would be that a hobbyist that would make professional quality videos is a is, is a different term i would still consider yeah. that person a hobbyist or a uh amateur a videographer
0: yeah even if you could say the piece looks professional but you I wouldn't label yourself as a professional videographer. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I, I yeah. think we're in agreement with that. And it's just a slight distinction, but like sometimes it's got to be made because uh, I've had clients that, Oh, well I found found this guy that can do it for 200 bucks. Like, okay. Um, you pay, you, you get what you pay for. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that kid living in his mom's basement, doing it on his free time can call himself a professional and full client. But I've also had clients reach out and say oh last year we went with a student and we want a professional and i'm like okay so that that delineates a clear distinction there um Mm -hmm. and it's not uh, like it's not just that like what, what what like let's say you're charging for services is that the only thing that makes you a professional or is there something else
0: Well, yeah, you might not produce professional work, (laughs) right? Somebody might want to be paying you for it, but, um, it might not be good.
1: Yeah. And especially, you know, it's like, if it's a wedding video or whatever, you'll get one reaction. If it's a corporate client that needs that video for a marketing ad and everyone's laughing at that company now because of the bad video, you're definitely never going to be called professional by that company (laughs) so yeah i think having um experience or skill or being talented some people are just very talented and they don't need five years of experience to produce something very interesting but that's i think a minority of cases um I actually now that I mentioned that I, I, I kind of think I don't think it's a requirement but I think it is a stepping stone that will get you quicker to being able to call yourself a professional is if videography is actually something you are very interested in and you have like a creative um, approach or you know it's your passion it's your hobby you have like you know, it's kind of like those people, like, oh, I want to become a doctor because or a lawyer because I make m- good money. It's like, yeah, but if 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 you do the schooling and you hate it and you don't understand it, then how how good of service will you be able to provide? You know what I mean?
0: Mm. Right. Like, I, I think I see what you're saying.
1: Like motivation. Like people need to be motivated to want to make this their career. If they are not, um, I I think that they might not have the same uh, chances of offering a quality product because maybe they they're not as invested in it hmm so I guess the the, um, the clear examples that come to my mind is like students that are very talented and very passionate they can within a couple of years establish a business, that's successful uh, in in a way that others do it in 10 years, right? I know there's many factors that go into that, but I'm just saying, like, people that are very passion and uh, motivation-driven, uh, um, that is a stepping stone in being professional, I think.
0: It can definitely kickstart things. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where you're putting in the sweat equity, you know Mm -hmm. you're not relying on outside sources you're you're taking the extra time yourself to do that
1: and okay here here's here's another thought that just came to me and companies do this to brand themselves that way so some companies will focus uh their outreach to clients or customers by specifying this like we are so motivated we've been doing this since this and this we've you know we, we we just love doing video and we just do community work for for free in our community because that's how much right i got that's kind of i think where i was thinking of this in the back of my mind um like putting in the extra effort because you're so motivated and it's such a pleasure for you can be used as a marketing tool to show your professionalism like your mm. investment in the craft that you're doing beyond just like this is my job right But again, it's not an absolute requirement, but it is something that will make you get that credit from other people's perspective by presenting yourself that way. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, Okay, let me ask you this one. Let's take videography specifically. To be a professional videographer do you think there is a difference between someone that did video school and someone that is just self-taught like off of
0: YouTube? Well, I guess maybe to some clients, they might approach or have a preconceived notion of that. Um, they might hmm. prefer the the film student or, or not. Um, Employers, a hundred percent. Yeah, that can definitely make a difference. But I think it depends on the person and the company as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's there's a there's a wide spectrum, I'd say. Mm. But so
1: you wouldn't rule out someone that didn't do official education, like has a piece of paper with a signature on
0: it. No, I I, I wouldn't completely ignore it, mm-hmm. but. But no, I, I wouldn't count somebody out if they didn't have that training. If Like if they didn't go to Vancouver Film School, I wouldn't say, oh, you know, I don't think you can help me with this short film after all. Mm-hmm. You, didn't, uh, you didn't go there, something like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, back when, before freelance, looking at job postings, I remember seeing like majority of uh, employers wanted um, to have the certification or a diploma but some of them were very interesting they were asking or uh equivalent experience like either you did a two years of school or you already have two years of experience or sometimes they would be interested in a demo reel like your um you know proof of work mm-hmm. so so some wanted both a memorial and a diploma and if no diploma yeah different standards different people but i haven't really come across like in a freelance perspective i haven't come across like no client cares about my training they care about like okay do you have do you have good reviews do you uh, what do you have on your website let me see your work that's kind of the go-to
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and i think for kind of how we mentioned previously about being passionate or motivated uh about videography i think the more you invest in it the more again you can boast in front of clients like if you do have an education you can put that you know uh, mention that when you're discussing with the client or uh put that on your website on your uh linkedin um you, you know Having the latest equipment um, doesn't automatically make you a professional, but it is a component, right? So if you advertise that you do, um, you know, 4K filming, you are doing, you're taking a checkbox for certain clients.
0: Yeah, certain clients. And then when you show up on site to film certain clients might be more impressed the bigger your rig is, because they have this yes. notion that the bigger is better, and you know they want it to look like a film set, and then mm-hmm. they'll feel like, oh, this is professional. Actually, yeah, me, that I
1: happened uh, this, uh, this Thursday. I went to the client. So I get my tripod out. I put my 7 3 there. We're chit-chatting. Oh there goes the teleprompter. Oh there goes the Atomos. Oh, here's the big light and then they're like, "Oh, this is getting serious." I'm like, "Yeah, well, you hired me. You hired a, you you wanted professional video, so that's what I'm here to do." And uh yeah, the rest of that they went smooth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, so uh, like from a freelancer perspective, um like getting insurance like liability insurance and equipment insurance, uh, some clients will uh, demand that. Like if it's a big contract and like your government level, for example, they're going to, like, the second thing they ask you after, let's see your portfolio, they'll say, uh, are you insured? Uh, are you insured? Do you have liability? Uh, do you have a, a business license? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Okay, check, check.
0: Mm-hmm. Smaller
1: clients might not care, but you could still, you know boast on your website like i've seen videographers on their websites post that oh we're fully licensed we're fully insured we're fully uh, trained uh, we have the latest equipment and we offer the best services it's like okay you've made the best possible argument to convince someone that you've invested in your craft mhm
0: yeah exactly you're you're taking away all the objections that they might bring up mm-hmm. or questions They might have, yeah.
1: But with gear, like, like having the top end gear, you could use it. But like, there's this interesting phenomenon happening in the last like five, six years where cameras have like evolved (laughs) to the point where your cell phone can do like (laughs) eight K now, and uh, there's such a thing as like corporate iphone videography or just phone videography and there's like little stabilizers for 50 bucks for your phone and then a little external mic and a little light and uh these guys do corporate work and i remember seeing youtube videos and just like wow this guy's getting a five-figure um contract filming with his iphone Hmm. so it's like like, because he's got the client he's getting paid for, he has gear that he's, like, accessorized I'd have to call that guy a professional, right? But he, but he's not using a dedicated video camera That's mm-hmm. the thing that's like hmm Is he a professional videographer? I guess so. He's professional because he like, it's so hard to define. That's why we're kind of discussing this trying to realize like there's we want to control this term and make it ours but the reality is different people perceive it differently so if his client perceives him as a professional it doesn't matter what i think
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah he's getting the paycheck yeah i could yeah i could in 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 turn just look at that and draw a lesson from it and be like okay well with this with one client he might be like oh you don't have a a big decked out rig mm, you're not for us okay not to worry i'll find a client that will look in my work and say oh you can do that with the phone yeah I'll, you're talented
0: mm-hmm.
1: um in fact i had i had i kind of had a uh, a flop happen <laughs> once with a client there was just the individual was not a business owner. Um, I just filmed like a event for them and we were chit chatting and I mentioned uh, that I was using a GoPro for uh, a wide angle. Um, And I was saying, oh, I'm so glad we don't have to lug those big, big heavy cameras from like 20 years ago and everything's like compact, but still like performing really well and then she was happy with the end product she left a review and she mentioned that very good work even though the camera is small or something <laughs> 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 or or even if the gear is small and and I did a, a witty reply and I said oh thank you for 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 appreciating my creativity for using a GoPro to complement the professional equipment I had Cool. i had two other cameras that were like it's a $3000 mirrorless and a $1000 lens come on
0: <laughs> uh, i thought you were going to say well ma'am it's not it's not the size it's how i use it
1: this is a public review so i did <laughs> that will, if you know if i was more established i could do that <laughs> uh yeah so would you agree with my summary of professional that it's kind of subjective, but it's kind of also broadly accepted in certain industries or certain people like certain like corporate world will see professional a bit different and have different checkboxes compared to an individual. An individual is yeah. not going to care about certain things like insurance, license, whatever.
0: Yeah. And like you say, over the, there's huge shifts going on with phone cameras getting so good mm-hmm. and them being able to make up for their small sensor size, it's now they've got really good denoising algorithms mm-hmm. and sim- simulating shallow depth of field and yeah. uh, this kind of stuff. I
1: actually just got a Samsung uh, S20 Ultra, and this thing has like three lenses on it. It's a beast. And um, I-, I wanted something that does better low-light photo for my behind-the-scenes. Um, aspect of my business Um, instead of just hiring a second op to do it or like another videographer or student Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah I'm just blown away that this thing can do low light photography like so good it's just wow okay (laughs) yeah that easy and that portable and that accessible like the only thing that's missing from phones is uh, telephoto zoom right They can't have a 200 mil equivalent. Not yet. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Give it five to 10 years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It'll be just a little attachment, a little periscope thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. All right. So let's move on to what does videographer mean? uh, Like, I think broadly speaking, videographer means something to do with video, right? Like a photographer's generally with photos, a videographer has something to do with video. Um, he doesn't like, like he needs to know how to operate a camera if that's how he's getting his video, but there's also other ways of producing video, like an animation, like a flash artist, um, (laughs) can make a commercial video for someone. Is he a videographer? If, he, if the only thing he does is flash animation, he would be a flash artist, you know what I mean? So it's like, but but he can also do both and market himself as a videographer. So that's where it kind of gets muddy.
0: Yeah, and I think for sure, calling yourself a photographer can mean many different things. Mm-hmm. Maybe you shoot weddings or action or sports, but you're still just taking a still frame. Videographer was what I think people realize when they when they switch over to videos, they're like, oh, there's a lot more stuff to worry about and mm. think about. A chief one being audio. You know, you're snapping photos at a wedding, you can get like a, a burst of 10 and pick the best one. Video, you're constantly rolling. You can't have those mishaps and just choose that perfect moment. And oh, yeah, that's one of my photos. Video, you have to be on top of it all the time, constantly monitoring things. Mm not just a still frame, you have to plan the movements and control all that. So I feel like um, sometimes when people haven't tried doing video themselves, they might just kind of lump them in with photographers and, oh, you you do the same thing just with a video camera, right? (laughs) It's like, well, there's a lot more to do.
1: Uh, Yeah, definitely. Actually, one of the things that's very interesting is uh, I fully understand having worked with a few photographers for uh, certain projects, photography is so much easier. You need less equipment and you get to charge like just as much, if not more than a videographer, depending on the project, but like corporate photographers and wedding photographers charge a lot. Mm. Um, but, but my motivation, my passion is video. I'd rather do video than photo, even though photo I know is easier and, I, I wouldn't have all this equipment, but I love video more.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and I, you really hit a, a crucial point there. Yeah. Audio good video with bad audio is bad videographer.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: So I think uh, you don't need to be an audio engineer, but I think basic audio knowledge of like what is acceptable Decibel levels or uh, you know, monitoring levels on the camera. Um it would be good to know stereo for mono to not offer a video that has only a left channel on you.
0: Or know how to fix that in post. That's an easy enough yeah. fix, but accounting for interference, you know, mm-hmm. knowing to not say, you know, action right before a door is about to slam phones ringing, all that kind of stuff. Like some of that can be Mm -hmm. fixed in post, but that comes into your skill. But you know, the more you can control in the moment at the time of recording, the easier Mm -hmm. it'll be for you later. Positioning
1: microphones. Yes. Unless, unless you are a videographer for a company that provides you an audio mixer technician, you know, there there might be instances like I've had gigs where I didn't have to worry about audio. Like, oh, you're, you'll mm. receive it from the mixer board. Okay? Right. So for a freelancer, I think definitely you must have audio knowledge. For uh, an employee, you would need to have the knowledge, like you said, for post-editing for sure. Unless you're just camera operator and that's it. But at that point, you're not videographer, you're
0: camera operator. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah.
0: Well, and that brings up another skill would be the video editing side of things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there are just video editors and that's all they do. They take everything in, they process it. But as a videographer, chances are you're going to be cutting some of your own stuff, if not all of it. And as we both know, it's a lot easier to cut something that you shot you know the intent you know which takes were good mm-hmm. what to look out for mm-hmm. and then you can internalize all that and see what worked what didn't and then apply that apply that to your next shoot
1: yeah true i i i have been in the position where i've had to edit someone else's footage and yeah so much easier when it's your own footage mhm or or even if it wasn't your footage if you were present there and aware of what happened right um like let's say i'm doing teleprompter um and someone else is operating the cameras but i get the video edit it's a good thing i know the subject matter and i was there
0: mm-hmm.
1: but yeah so videographer it, well, we'll we're gonna branch this out because i think Videographer is a very broad thing, and there's many aspects of video. I, I think we should talk about a couple of things. The first one, I think, this this very tossed-around cinematic term. What does cinematic mean, Nathan? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, ask 10 people, and you might get 10 different responses. Mm-hmm. That's a hard one.
1: Like cinematic yeah. to its core means cinema, like movie, like Hollywood, right? Because that's mov- the motion picture is how it originally started. So, like one element I found to be common, oh, I have a train in the background, I apologize for that, uh, <laughs> is the fact that um, frame rate is considered cinematic. I think we kind of briefly talked about this last time with our video production standards. So 24 mm. FPS, besides all the advantages it has, it also has that cinematic look because it doesn't look like fluid normal motion that you would see with your eyes. It's, we associate it with the cinematic look that started in the 1920s. So do you yeah. do you consider 24 FPS not all-encompassing of the word cinematic, but a component?
0: Sure, that's a component. Uh, Aspect ratio can be a component. Mm. Um, Yeah, you've got like your IMAX aspect ratio or your more narrow um, or, you know, black bars on the top and bottom. You slap that on any video and Mm -hmm. somebody just watching is going to be like, oh, this looks cinematic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Isn't that funny? It is. But like, yeah, I, I, I'm curious how did that start? But anyway, I'll look that up after the podcast. We
0: gotta, we gotta have a, a film expert come on here who actually shot on film and they can probably tell us why. Hmm. um
1: cinematic, I think cinematic focuses a lot on story. Like if I think Hollywood and movie like, everything centered around story like how the camera's position how the acting happens how close the camera is to capture emotion lighting lighting is specifically is everything's very on purpose with mm. hollywood at least um same with audio like everything is for the purpose of telling a story or to convey an emotion or a message to the viewer um Yeah, so that's cinematic. I guess it could be synonymous with storytelling. So Mm -hmm. a, a videographer might be a storyteller or he might not be. If he is, would he be called a cinematographer? That's kind of what I've seen most people use that term to mean. Like, cinematographer in Hollywood means something, but they have, like, over a hundred roles and everyone's like very precise in what it does. But a freelancer that calls himself a cinematographer does a bunch more stuff, but the core aspect would be storytelling. So like if I just Mm -hmm. video someone talking and doing a presentation, I'm not telling a story. I'm just capturing a moment. But if I film a wedding and then I create a highlight video and I use parts of their vows woven throughout the story to create a memorable, and warm, fuzzy feeling for that couple, right? When they watch that video, uh, then you can either call yourself a wedding videographer, but if you want it to be more specific and fancy with what you offer, you would say you're a cinematographer. Mm. Have you heard of people kind of marketing themselves as that? Like, oh, I'm a wedding cinematographer. And you're like, what does that mean? Like, I just do wedding videos.
0: Yeah. I've definitely seen that people just describe themselves as that. And, um, yeah, if they can demonstrate that ability Mm -hmm. and some of their work and even if they weren't the ones operating the camera, but they're the ones like planning the shots and shooting or getting these things shot to convey that specific mood and getting it edited together in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm like, oh yeah, I can I can see how this really stands out.
1: Yeah, yeah, because that, that that's more the movie industry or the film industry approach. That everyone has a specific role. Like a cinematographer, from Hollywood's point of view, is also called a director of photography, and they're like deciding camera and lenses and equipment and angles, and someone else is operating that equipment.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. But it,
1: But the confusing thing for me was in a, in freelance, someone says they're a cinematographer. They're not looking to just like hire videographers and tell them what to do. They're offering storytelling through their videography. So that, that was like confusing for me at first because I'm like, what, what do I call myself? I didn't know. I thought like, oh, if I call myself a cinematographer, I'm going to set a very high standard that I'm not able to deliver. Mm,
0: right you're not like formally trained as one
1: yeah no but uh, like like does it mean just movies does it mean like if i like i said like if i do a wedding video for someone and it gets the emotion of the day that and i film it cinematically like 24 fps includes slow motion i think slow motion is another technique of a, a way a tool of telling a story Uh, You know, slowing down a moment or like uh, focusing in on a moment, like using those elements now after four years of freelance, I think would qualify as a cinematographer.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So other cinematographers might disagree. Other videographers might cheer me on. Same with professional. It's like there's no clear, clear like definition (laughs) i I guess someone promoting themselves as cinematographer is they're doing one of two things either they're trying to stand out and they might have that quality or not or they truly like only do storytelling projects and they boast about it right that's why they like want to impress their clients with they're like oh i've only done cinematography i've i'm always taking a decision on how to tell a story and that's what makes me stand out and I can totally respect that but I feel like I should be able to borrow that term if I do something similar but not at the same level as you at that point I think the our work on our portfolio will convince a client who's the more experienced one
0: yeah or what they're looking for it's mm-hmm. like you say different people have different ideas of cinematic yeah right
1: Mm-hmm.
0: so what's another uh hat that a videographer wears to you
1: well video um like there's there's people that are looking specifically for motion graphic artists uh, that would be the specific title but a videographer can do that too so i have clients mm-hmm. that ask me to animate uh their logo Or to animate kind of like uh, 2D figures to interact with a chart or something. Or even just animating stats on a chart. At that point, you you get into motion graphics territory. Um, You know, do you market yourself as a motion graphic artist? Uh, You could if you want to get just that. But if you're a videographer, that's just another skill under your you know, on the on belt or like you said, another hat that you wear. So it's like videographer could mean that you know how to do a lot of stuff or very basic stuff. And I just wish there was more defined terms. <laughs> but again, it all just comes down to you boasting about like, hey, I'm a video producer, you could say. Um, that. That's kind of, what I'm seeing as a more advanced videographer that does a bit of all of these things. Like, Oh, you want me to do storytelling? You want me to do live streaming? You want me to do this and this, I'm a video production company. Um, so that's why kind of like in our intro, I introduce myself now as a solo entrepreneur, but I'm offering video production. I actually was terrified of saying video production, uh, on my website for my first year because Hmm. i had like when i first started out i just had one camera i'm like i can't even do a two angle interview i i like i i'm not doing video production I i don't know what video production means and then i look it up and it's like oh doing a variety of things like no that's not me back then now yeah i do video production i don't do everything under the sun but um i do enough above basic videographer knowledge that i can use that title
0: mm-hmm
1: so I do do motion graphics for example
0: yeah we did that together when we were both working at that nonprofit I remember you showing mm-hmm. me I made this cool 3d hallway with particle effects and stuff and I was like oh yeah
1: oh, yeah that was cool yeah video copilot <laughs> teaching me how to do that yeah Um. And you've, you've probably seen like, well, what's, what's a cool video technique that you've seen people kind of specialize in? Like, like mm. I gave you one example, like motion graphic artists, <clears throat> like some people will do only motion graphics. Some, some companies want whiteboard animation. They don't even need to be filmed. Everything's like uh, fictional or drawn, you know?
0: Yeah. Like a whiteboard explainer, like what, like the draw my life yeah trend exactly Uh, yeah 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 there's those well you could specialize as just doing drone video for example
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: that's an option
1: Mm -hmm. so you're you're a drone videographer at that point
0: yeah aerial videographer oh yeah aerial cinematographer
1: yeah there you go you can just spin them around and dazzle your client with how good you are (laughs) Uh, one one thing that stands out to me is uh stop motion uh animators like they use okay. video and photo and they create a video from that and they tell a story using stop motion have you ever done stop motion
0: uh, yeah i've fooled around with like doing lego stop motion oh, back cool. in the day um, yeah there was a good app for it back in like uh-huh. the early iphone days and i definitely used that a few times
1: i had one client last year ask me to do stop motion for them and it was my first time ever and you know i i was confident in my abilities to do it so i said yeah i can do it um mm-hmm. so he didn't look specifically for someone that can do stop motion as their expertise But it was simple enough. It was just a product video and the product just needed to spin around a little bit. So it wasn't like animating, uh, you know, uh, bipedal humanoid figures. That that would probably be really hard. Sorry, I don't do
0: bipedal humanoids. (laughs) I only do rectangular trapezoids. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) That's exactly how the conversation went. Yeah. He's like very good human. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it turned out great. Uh, it didn't turn out perfect from my, you know, from from my uh, uh, highest critic being myself, you know, Mikey mm. and I. Like, mm, there's a, the the light wasn't consistent there because sometimes someone would stand in front of the light and those couple of frames are darker. But you know what? Fixed it in post. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, yeah drone some people might do only sports like oh yeah. i specialize in recruitment videos and that's the only thing i do or weddings wedding videographer
0: um oh yeah that's of course probably one of the biggest ones
1: mm-hmm. a lot of beginners go there because they think it's easy money oh man
0: the headache and the stress <laughs> yeah it's uh, it can be pretty high pressure you know mm-hmm. one chance you don't nail it, yeah, and be in deep trouble.
1: Or, or there's there's a videographer that I know, uh, part of the uh, Professional Videographer Association I'm in, that like they do live streaming as their main thing, live mm. uh, live uh, productions. So they don't want to do. They specifically said they they don't want to do anything creative, like create an intro or do a highlight video or stuff like that. Like they'll they'll subcontract someone else to do it. But he's a videographer, and he has a niche they're specializing in, um, so they can use that. I'm a live event producer, but they're also labeled as a videographer because they can they can do film a wedding and just get someone else to edit it.
0: Yeah, they can swing a camera. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So there's many nuances and specializations. Probably there are some that I've not even heard of like actually one recently that i saw on facebook this guy uh was advertising himself as a hyperlapse specialist ah okay and he was just showing hyperlapse videos of everything he's uh everywhere he's been uh and like i thought i i was confused what the difference between time lapse and hyperlapse is but i think hyperlapse focuses On keeping something central as the cameras moving around it like a building I think that's the gist of it I haven't looked it up but based on just that one video I saw I'm like hyperlapse is a sped up like gimbal motion around a building
0: yeah or I think it's basically a time-lapse but time-lapse typically the camera is stationary and other things are moving that you might not normally see moving like the stars panning across the sky yeah or you know the setting The hyperlapse um, adds the movement to the camera as well as the subject. Or maybe, like you said, the subject's stationary. So, revolving around the Eiffel Tower while focusing on it. That's not just a time-lapse. You're changing the perspective of the camera at the same time.
1: Oh, okay. I see.
0: I think that's what distinguishes just a time-lapse versus a hyperlapse. So, would
1: a GoPro on my dashboard... Be considered a hyperlapse of me driving, not just parked still.
0: <laughs> that's a good question because, like, the camera's stationary in your car, but your car's moving.
1: That's but a good the, question. The, I think the the problem is if you see the hood or the window or anything that's still and part of the car, that that kind of breaks that mm. um, uh, pers- perspective, like you said.
0: Yeah, then it's like, oh, okay, it is fixed. Mm. Yeah. And maybe some time lapses would, like, do just a slow zoom in or zoom out, but that's just, like, digitally zooming after yeah. the fact, right? There's mm-hmm. no parallax to anything. There's no movement. Hmm.
1: Yeah, so, that see, that's something I could look into and see, hey, how easy enough is it to do it? Do I have the equipment to do it? Do I have the passion and the interest to master this or to pick it up and improve on it? And maybe this is something I can, uh, you know, add to the portfolio
0: Mm, so another feather in your cap mm, yeah
1: aye. aye. (laughs) yeah um yeah hyperlapse interesting um and like one one thing that kind of stood out to me is director of photography so some people are not going with cinematographer they're going with director of photography And again, I was confused because from a like Wikipedia like film industry um, definition, it's synonymous with cinematographer. They're the same person, a director of photography. But a film director is different. They have the overall vision, but the director of photography deals with the equipment and uh, like choosing the equipment and the angles and all that stuff. But some people, as a freelancer, want to distinguish themselves by Saying they're director of photography and that again, like, do I call myself that? Do I not? What's the difference? Um like well, what does director of photography mean t- to you if you heard a freelancer say that?
0: Well, it's like, how do you separate that out? If a director of photography is like choosing, let's say, the light sources and the lens and the camera, it's like, how can you not do that when you're filming as a videographer? like a freelancer you're mm. not saying like uh doran can you just go over there and grab that stuff out of my bag whatever you think is going to work it's like mm. and then blindly operating the camera it's yeah it's kind of all blurred together when you're doing freelance video
1: yeah see because that's the thing i have like on the on the one hand i feel like videographer is like putting me in a bad light like and not showing off all the things that i can do But Mm -hmm. if I use just one of these specific terms, that's not showing off what I do on the other ones either. Like, if I say I'm a cinematographer, that person won't know that, oh, I also do live streaming. Oh, I also do motion graphics. I can animate text for you. I don't just, like, film weddings. Some people might Mm -hmm. associate cinematographer with that or doing films, indie films. Like No, I do, like, cinematography I thought was also telling the story of corporate, like, a highlight video okay I don't know <laughs> so that's why I'm like I'm okay saying I'm a videographer uh, like I said I-, I found the more encompassing term to be video production offering video production uh, services seems mm. to get the message across that I do a lot of stuff Yeah. Um, but I have had experience in, f- in... actually remember at uh, that workplace we had um, we had a director
0: at one point designate for that for for a documentary documentary. yeah yeah oh yeah i think i remember that they were the main actor at one point as well yeah so they were specialized they were talent and the director
1: yeah because what set them apart was um they were very knowledgeable on the storytelling like the content aspect of it not so much the video um which is why we ran the cameras (laughs) But then also in the freelance world, I've had two occasions where I had to deal with it. I was under a director. And once I talked with the director when I was under a director. um, Actually, twice I was under a director. Yeah. The first time. Yeah, they completely trusted me with everything. Uh, Like they didn't double check my gear or lighting or whatever, but they did want to see the image that I had set up. The framing and the lighting before we hit record. And then they're like, oh, let's just add a flower in the background and to make it look, uh, the background look more interesting. And then they just solely focused on the content delivery and they were helping the person deliver the content. So I didn't have to worry about that, which was great. So that was a very positive experience uh, working side by side with the director. But the project after that, <laughs> the, the director was out of the country. So um, because of uh, travel bans, I had to give them a live stream video feed directly from my camera's point of view so they could see exactly what my camera's capturing and they were directing me through like the laptop Uh, and they were like directing everything like oh move the camera back no a bit more forward now a bit to the left um, a bit lower the height put the light here, move the table here, move the background here, move the like okay, okay, yeah it's it's their vision, it's their baby. okay, fine. I didn't edit that and I didn't I wasn't involved in anything except filming so that was that experience. but uh, what kind of soured that experience was the person was the talent was reading a uh, teleprompter and they messed up a few words because their brain completed like read into the sentence and completed a different word then what was on the teleprompter and I was operating teleprompter as well as the camera. And then I caught it. So I just asked him like, Hey, can you redo that line? You, you, you said this, but the teleprompter says this and the director snapped at me. (laughs) He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's okay. It's okay. I, I, I got this. I'm in charge here. Don't, don't worry about that. Just focus on the teleprompter. I'm like, yeah, that's what I was. (laughs) And, uh, yeah they uh they did that a couple of times to the point where i'm like okay yeah it's your problem you can't blame me for like because the 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 awkward thing was like i didn't want to get blamed for like why didn't you pay attention to this right Mm. like we didn't have a pre-discussion of like okay you're only doing this and i'm doing it this it was just like okay cool i'm i'm gonna be uh, assisting and i'll be guiding like no you're not guiding you're like shut up (laughs) <laughs> so that was not the best experience. Um and then I I talked with a indie film director and I was kind of like telling him about my experiences and he's like, "Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't question the director." I'm like, "Even if he makes a mistake or doesn't notice a mistake? Yeah, you don't question it." And I'm like, "I'm going to have a hard time being under a director if we don't have like a common interest in delivering quality content like like more eyes and more brains on on noticing details like there's a higher chance of catching something right like uh, but the bottom line i think that he told me was like nope that's what a director is doing he specializes in directing it's his vision and it's his job to catch everything so uh, you're you're just the camera guy If he tells you, show him that. And if he likes it, he likes it. And that's his vision. I'm like, wow. That kind of made me conclude that if I ever come up with a story, I'm going to be the director for
0: it. (laughs) Yeah. So you can choose whether you want to be the more collaborative with the the DP, the director of photography who you trust. Or if it's just some hired person, you, Mm -hmm. you can say, yes, there's my stamp of approval. Don't don't tell Mm. me anything Yeah, just
1: I guess I guess that's in freelance what what makes it two different roles whereas in cinema it's in film it's the same role cinematographer and director of photography in the freelance world cinematographer is a one-man band and probably doesn't have to direct too many people or just like second camera up here take the camera and get these shots whereas uh, my experience at least with directors they They direct people, and that's what's distinguishing them. Like, hey, I'm going to tell you that I'm taking care of these responsibilities, and you're only doing this, even though you normally do this by yourself, but now you're under me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's (laughs) intimidating. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, part of being a videographer, too, is helping direct uh, the the talent, because sometimes. These aren't actors you're working with. This Mm. is just somebody at a company trying to explain their product. And -hmm. you might need to help make them feel comfortable and help them feel at ease in front of the camera. And maybe it's intimidating with all the lights. So you kind of have to become the director there to help get the performance that the company's looking for and that you want to show up on the camera.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, a 100%. And I actually have met videographers did do not want to put that effort in either like they're like oh, I'm you're, I'm just the videographer you're hiring me just to film and they don't care about the um you know helping the person deliver their thing properly it's not their problem uh and I uh yeah I don't do business with those people um and I also don't like I I think that's like setting yourself up to like setting yourself up and your client to fail and you lose a a good relationship, a business relationship there. But on the other hand, I do understand that it's extra effort than just operating a camera. You have to take lighting into account. You have to take a microphone into account, multiple camera angles, telling people how to get comfortable and helping them deliver their lines. I've even had people like that. I've like, I I noticed them struggling with a script that they made themselves and not a they're not script writers. Uh, and I've had to help them like, Hey, this is repetitive. You can say this in a shorter, more straight to the point form like this. Oh, wow. Thanks. Thanks. Um, so that's why like for if, unless I'm just operating one camera, that's my camera operator or videographer rate, anything past one camera, um, or using a teleprompter or something like that, or dealing with, people delivering their lines or working on a script at that point i'm uh like director of photography Mm. um and the few times that i've had to hire out actors and book a venue to film at and like all those extra things are technically what a producer does like taking care of logistics and venues and that kind of stuff so like okay if i'm gonna spend this much time emailing and auditioning and like yeah that's what a producer does so i'm gonna elevate my rate to that if you don't want to take time to do it right that's the compromise like you're paying someone else to take care of the stuff so at at first (laughs) the first time i was asked to do it i didn't realize how much work is involved in getting an actor Mm. um and and then i just didn't charge for it because i didn't know about it i thought like oh i just find an actor and that's that like no we have to ask them to send in their tapes or their previous work. You have to send it over to the client. The client has to say, oh yeah, that person fits what we're looking for. And then you reach out to the actor and are you available? No. Okay. Let's continue down the list. Sometimes not enough actors respond because the pay is not that good because your client doesn't have a budget and you tell them, yeah, I'm going to get an actor for you. Yeah. so lots of learning lessons
0: mm. but
1: um yeah what, what what would you say you're advertising yourself as right now nate is it videographer is it dop cinematographer what would you say
0: uh i think i've mainly marketed as video production oh like mm-hmm. like nate nixon media's vancouver video production mm-hmm. that's kind of Taglines. Awesome. And because like you say, there's so much stuff under the umbrella of videographer that we do in, in different capacities. Like, no, I wouldn't call myself a director, but I definitely help direct the talent to get the best performance to make them feel more comfortable and say, Oh, can we redo that? That that didn't fit the vision that you wanted me to capture. Mm-hmm. So i do directing what i call myself a director no i think video production is just the most uh all-encompassing term mm-hmm.
1: that i would say so maybe you would have a section in your website that says the services that you offer and that might be part of it like storytelling uh directing graphics motion graphics um Maybe there it would be a good place to put it, so that people do know what you do. But you wouldn't like your main title would be video production to encompass all of that. Because yeah, if you would go with just a director of photography, some clients might not reach out because they assume like, oh, you you do the directing side of things. You don't do the this side of it. It's like, no, I do do that. But I do do that. I do do that. <laughs> Uh, we're yeah. it's late at night and I'm tired, so <laughs> my <laughs> tongue is not keeping up with my lips. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I uh, I definitely agree with that. Like I said, I I, mar- I market myself now doing video production.
0: So, um, like a video producer instead of doing the videographer is that a, a sneak peek into your your new branding?
1: Hmm. I'll have to think about that. Dorian the video producer. Yeah, that would be taking it to the next level. I just branded my car like three <laughs> months ago with Dorian the videographer. So, um, yeah, I'll see. I did put like my logos, Dorian the videographer, but my the side of my car says professional video production. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. See, so
0: you do. Video production on there.
1: It's yeah, just not. But just my logo says Dorn the videographer.
0: Yeah, great logo by the way,
1: dude. Have we <laughs> talked about my logo? I think we have. What was it like? Episode one. <laughs> by the way, Nate, this is episode ten. Congratulations! Ooh, we
0: made it a decade of. <laughs> no, that's not how that works.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. So for. All you people listening since episode one, congratulations.
1: Yeah. Thank you for
0: the comment and we'll uh, give you a special award.
1: Yeah. Special gifts for our first 10 subscribers. Yeah. Nate will make a logo for you. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah. I was actually talking to Victor today.
0: Ah, yes, Victor. And he watches
1: five. our <laughs> podcast, Nate. So say hello yeah. to Victor.
0: Victor, if you're listening, uh, you uh, you had that fake depth of field effect on your camera the whole time and it bugged me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I kind of like um, went in on him, like, okay, why are you watching our podcast? I was like, oh, come on, you're watching it. And he's like, okay, I skipped through it. I'm like, yeah, that's right. You don't watch (laughs) it watch it yeah um i didn't actually realize that was a a filter effect from google meets i thought I i was actually trying to figure out i'm like how does this guy have a shallow depth of field from a webcam when i can't do that
0: for me it's only on google chrome on firefox it won't show up
1: oh i see yeah um yeah Yeah, I haven't tried Google Meets on Firefox. Um, But you're right, you can can open Gmail there, too. I've eh, I've forgotten. All right, so let's wrap this up with the Romanian word of the week, Nate. All right. This is not video-related, but it is podcast-related. Okay. Uh, And it is felicitari, and that's one word. And it sounds Felicitar. really Felicitar.
0: How do you say that last bit?
1: Felici. Felici
0: I can't say that last ter. bit. <laughs>
1: I, yeah, I know, because you don't you can't roll your R's. Oh. Um. So like you Felic- would say turf, but without the F, Turf, Turf, and put an I E at the end. Turf. Turf. How do you say Turf? Fel- turf exactly there's the rolling r so use that with an Feliciter. e yeah
0: yeah yeah okay that's close enough
1: yeah now guess what it means
0: uh podcast related sounds like kind of like felicitations feliz navidad
1: Ooh, yeah it means congratulations congrats oh, okay. on, on 10 10 podcasts
0: Ah, uh, okay uh, related to our podcast, ex- yeah, specifically, specifically okay. yeah, okay.
1: yeah. So, uh, there you go. You, you, you have a Romanian acquaintance that says, Oh, dude, I just this thing in my life, you can be like Felici Turf and Felici, uh, <laughs> nice, <laughs> all right. So we can we can sleep well knowing we're video production videographer specialist well done yeah all right well uh hopefully that cleared up uh or confused people so let us know in the comments (laughs) or send us a message on uh (laughs) if we uh completely botched it or we nailed it or we just did nothing and we wasted an hour of your time thank you very much for watching and listening
0: And be sure to subscribe to not miss an episode of Wasting Your Time Listening to the Nate and Doran Podcast. (laughs) You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to waste your time. This has been Nate and Doran. Thanks for watching and listening.